things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Dana McCool. How are you doing, my dear? I am Kentucky Lucky. I bet you are. <laughs> oh, Kentucky. <clears throat> he did. See, we were just listening to Elvis before yeah. we came on the air. He did that too. What was that in the old Kentucky rain? Oh, he did something. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna listen to Elvis tonight you in should. some shape or form or fashion. You I, I'm should. Going to. I, so I, obviously, I played for you that day. The um, uh, I think it's "If I Can Fly" from the '68 special. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. That 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 song gives me goosebumps every time. And then there's "Suspicious Minds" and a bunch of others. But and I, I think I mentioned once before in a show. I think one of his songs that he always loved singing that was like his pride and joy was the one about the um, uh, has the one where he plays Dixie in there and he has the then it does the American anthem and so mm-hmm. forth. He rolls one to the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he said he loved that. Um, one thing that they talked about with Elvis was always that he didn't always care for the politics of the time mm-hmm. because of the way the South was at the time. Right. But definitely, it, the South ran through his blood. Oh, my Lord, it, it did. Yeah. He was patriotic AF. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He was totally patriotic. And he, so, you know, yeah, yeah, I get no, you. No, 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 yeah. So anyways, cool stuff. Anyways. Um, long hey, live Elvis. Yeah, long live the king, baby. Yeah. That's, oh, man. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. that said, mm-hmm. uh, please, everyone, don't forget to catch us on a YouTube, uh, The Smoking Truth YouTube. You can look it up over there. You'll find me and Dana doing something nonsensory. Um, and then just talking about things that you that I think that you all want to talk about in just in Volusia County. Sometimes we may throw a little federal in there, national, just because it happens to be the story of the day, um, right. whatever. But most of it we try to keep um, Volusia County-centric, a little bit more Deltona-centric. So, mm-hmm. But always remember that when you listen to stuff in Deltona, if we are a little centric, don't think that it, don't think that it may not happen in your city. Yep. Um, so I, I, you know, there's some other stuff I want to bring up in just another, yeah, we another city um, that I'm going to comment on probably uh, next go around, not this one, next go around. Yeah. Um, just some things I, I hear about. I've been hearing about for some time actually, Yeah. but I've been staying away from a little bit and, um, but I think it's coming to do soon. So anyways, don't forget to catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on the major podcasts. Um, and you can also catch us on, look at us on Facebook. We have a bunch of our followers over there as well. We'll post over there. And then through Facebook, I post through other mediums as well. That other platforms that are there on Facebook just so everybody can kind of um, catch window what's going on and mm-hmm. um and that's pretty much it folks so don't forget to hit the notification buttons all that stuff that we do on youtube so that way you are notified every tuesday morning when this thing drops yeah exactly and listen i <clears throat> i think we both like i've got some downtime right now too mm-hmm. i'm going to be pursuing sponsorship also for the okay. smoking truth podcast mm-hmm. um because this is totally self-financed here mm-hmm. we don't have any yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. totally self So that's. <laughs> yes, yeah. With that being said. And here's the thing. You and I know enough people, but we're just busy. Like, we need to get out there and get busy. Well, I just haven't. Yeah. I just haven't put the really. Honestly, I just haven't really put the mind thought to it. And it's just. And I know we're trying to grow this, the. the subscriber base and so forth so everybody kind of so when you as you're getting your um, your sponsor they feel like it's actually going to go out to people and this that and the other. but yeah. the point is is that i know that there are shares and people talk about it um it comes to me every once in a moment hey i heard i just heard the show recently and and so forth um anyways so that people love us yeah um so do you want to ask me or you know what i'm gonna do it this week okay go for every it. week you ask me okay Who's your lover? God, Eric. <laughs> Call the doctor, for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> That's good. So, <clears throat> I've not had a lover mm-hmm. in a very long time because mm-hmm. I'm following protocol with my doctor, but yep. he knows I smoke cigars. And uh, I get an allotment of one a month. Mm-hmm. And um, what happens is I usually buy a cigar I want. I smoke a quarter of it so I can enjoy one like four times, right? But I keep it down to my one cigar allotment. Um, And the point is, listen, I know that I have cancer. I'm not stupid to that fact. But I also talk to my doctor and I also believe in a quality of life. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I'm not on a lot of the heavy medication that a lot of cancer patients have to be on. Um, And so I am continuing in the continuation and acknowledgement of my quality of life. I smoke a cigar. That's a good point. I want to touch on that for just a second. So, and I know, listen, and all, all valuable stuff, even people once in a blue moon will bring it up about, even if I smoke in front of you, but I want you to know, I want everybody to understand something. 
if she comes to me and tells me she's just having a rough day, I will not do it out of respect for her. Mm-hmm. Most times, I'm I'm kind of checking myself a little bit with the smoke. I may not puff on it as much because I'm trying to be respectful of her. But that said, uh, I had an uncle. Uh, no, I had no. God, please don't say it, Eric. Uh, I have an uncle. Mm-hmm. He's probably in his uh, 80s already. Mm-hmm. And um, and anyways, he, he had something issue, whatever, prostate-related, whatever, right? And they were telling him, hey, you know, we're going to have to do treatment and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he told him, he said, no, not doing it. First of all, it's not really impacting me at all. And secondly, I'm an old man. I'm not saying that you're an old person by no means, but I'm just, but it's going down to call. I know, I know, because I want to make it relatable. And I'm, my point is, it's mm-hmm. quality of life because yep. he knows once he starts that path, especially for him at his age, he's like, for what? So that way for the next couple of years of my life, I can live a certain way. Like, you know, with all these treatments, I said, no, if it's yeah. meant to be, it's meant to be. I want to live as normal life at that point. And besides, I'm already an old man. And my, yep. my point is quality of life and just mm-hmm. in general, everybody has to gauge themselves a little bit as to where they're at. Well, one illness or whether you have an illness or not, gauge yourself where you're at with your quality of life and then figure out a way to balance it out. Talk to your doctors, please. By all means, please talk mm-hmm. to your doctors. But figure out, you know, like my uncle one time, right? His doctor told him, my other uncle on my mother's side of family told me, <laughs> it says, hey, you may want to cut this out, cut that out as far as food wise, right? And he told the doctor, he says, look, the one thing I'm not cutting out, doc, I'm just telling you right now, my beer. Because mm-hmm. when the Friday comes, I want my beer. Yep. And when Saturday comes, I want my beer. And when Sunday comes, I want my beer. Right. That's not going to stop. So the doctor said, okay, all right, I get it. I get it. Just be careful, please. But just, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I understand completely. But I need you to say, all right, I'll cut out everything else. But the beer is not going away. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Could, because that's his quality of life. There's tra- exactly. There's trade offs here. Yeah, and like yeah. I said, a quarter of a cigar once a week just, you know, yeah. it puts me in a place to where I. I acknowledge the fact that I'm in treatment. I'm doing yeah. everything in my in my power, right, to yeah. to do treatment. I'm going to be on the chemo for the foreseeable future. Yeah. My doctors told me that a couple of weeks ago, and so you know, with that being said, I enjoy a good one. My lover today is Pastania, Connecticut. This is my mm-hmm. absolute favorite, favorite, favorite cigar right now, um, so. and it's because it's just so it's smooth. It stays lit. Um, the, the obviously kinetic wrapper but the construction on this cigar is amazing yeah. and it's just so good it just it looks nice i love the black and gold uh, label on it and uh, it smokes nice and mm-hmm. uh, and actually uh, so upstairs in the lounge of a, at the infamous uh, cigar hustle lounge mm-hmm. mr 305 and another person friend from the barry came by and uh, but 305 is smoking the uh, the new the war, war bear. bear and he was like oh i like this man. right i do so because I, I told greg once before about the the first one that they came out with like two three years whatever it was right that we had and i was like oh man that was kind of heavy so it was meant to be eric but he goes then he said try remember you guys try it try it try, try it yeah so I finally did, and I was just like, and I had it on the show, and I was like, oh, I like yeah. this one, man. So, hey, anyways, yeah. who's your lover? My lover is the same as yours. I got the <laughs> Pastania, and this one is the, uh, the, the, the little torpedo. There's a joke in there somewhere, but I can't get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the little torpedo, Connecticut, anyways. It's but just it's so a, good, And it? I had one before the show, because mm-hmm. uh, I had some time today, available time today anyways, and so I just uh, smoked one upstairs, and then I wanted one for the show, and I just got the small little torpedo, but it's good. I just, I enjoy mm-hmm. it. It's nice, easy, so. I wanted to also say that we're low on our cuss jar, because you and I have been making a concerted effort to be a little more. Uh, so there is a drawback, folks, not cursing or cussing, depending on what part of the country you're from. Yeah. And part of it, so being good means that, you know, we can't put as much money in, which means that obviously, you at know, the end of the year. at the end of the year, we don't give as much to a, a nonprofit that deserves it. But, yep. um, but there's still, regardless, they're going to get, they're going to get it. Um, when we figure out who it's going to be, I think you already have somebody kind of in mind a little mm-hmm. bit. I think you told me last time. So, but yeah, yeah but it's, it's there. It's, you know, and, and thank you to the guests who come on that do bring in the roller quarters and so That's forth. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah Cause they, they, come were, I always say they, they come in prepared. Oh, which reminds me. Mm-hmm. So the recent post by, I think it was either Troy or Mike. Okay. Troy Kent and Mike. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got on. I was just like, you know, and you know what? I've been thinking about. We're talking about Troy Kent and Troy Mike Kent, Scudero. Yeah, and Mike Scudero. And I've been thinking about them a little bit. Or it popped in my mind once before. They're right? going to come on. Yeah. And so I want to get them on very soon. I wanna make the, we'll make the ask into the, hey, the two of you need to come on. We're just going to dive. Yeah. yeah that, that, that show's going to, yeah. That'll be, be rocking. Dude, Troy is. Um, Look, it's there's no secret. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Troy Kent. Uh, he's a friend. I know some people behind the scenes may not care for Troy or some of his either politics and or just some some people have commented sometimes the way he comes off. But 
I had been a friend of Troy for a number of years. Uh, my wife has uh, knows Troy um, from the uh, from work as well mm-hmm. too. Uh, but anyways, always been a fan of Troy. And Mike is somebody I've known for for probably the better part of thirteen years now, uh, fourteen probably thirteen years now. And Mike is always just um, he, he's always going to come with something punchy. Anyways, yeah. You so. know what I want to do? <laughs> yeah. I would like to have a bowl. Yeah. Okay, and put all of our guests mm-hmm. in a bowl. And then draw two guests, and once a month have those two on, and mm. chips fall where they may. Chips fall where they may. I wonder yeah. if they would do that. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure they would. I'm pretty sure. Would yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they would. Hey, yeah. as long as the time permits, obviously scheduling. But yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll try to pull it ahead of time this way yeah. and give some time. But anyways. yeah. Hey, I also uh, want to give a shout out. Speaking of 305, I want to mm. give a shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my shirt today is yeah. compliments and. Meaning, I purchased a shirt, yep. so I just want to clarify that for political you reasons. You sure you didn't take that under the table there? Yeah, I want to say that I purchased this, uh, but this is a Hope Pink and Pearls uh, from Halifax Help, Halifax UF Help, and they are um, they are really doing it up this season, right? Uh, these shirts are amazing. Um, and I will tell you that they work really, really hard uh, for their care patients and, I, and for and for cancer uh, and for supporting for supporting patients in Volusia counties and families. So I gladly wear this with pride. Thank you, Mister Three Hundred Five. Yeah. And if you don't know who Three Hundred Five is, that is my um, ex commission <laughs> brother Victor Ramos, yeah. uh, who is now Halifax Victor, according yeah. to according to social media. Some, yeah, social media. <laughs> Halifax, Halifax Ramos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I want to thank, uh, listen, I want to thank everybody that gets involved in this community, right? And yep. so, you obviously, we have, I like, always look at it as a three major um, kind of food groups, right? You have Advent, Halifax, and Family Health as a, as a major primary care. All of them have primary cares, but they, they also oh. do. And then I know that they had their uh, their, um, their uh, opening for the uh, Women's Wellness Family today. Health Source Family Health today. Source, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, my hat's off to all three hospitals. I know I've gotten on Advent before about a couple of things, and it's just, folks, it's just, uh, you know... It's not that they don't partake in the, and by all means, and my hat's off to um, to Advent Health. Mm-hmm. They've always been in our community, okay? Yep. There are things that policy-wise I don't always agree with them on, um, but that said, I will tell you, my hat's off to Advent Health for always being involved in the community. I want to thank Halifax for being involved in the community, especially more so over the last few months, they've been trying to step up their efforts and trying to get involved in the community uh, mm-hmm. even much more on the west side because they right. do have their main hospital on the, on the east side. Uh, and obviously, and then there's Family Health Works that also been trying to get engaged in the community as well. So I want to thank them all for doing uh, for doing what we all know is the right thing and trying to help a lot of folks out. You know, yeah. regardless of the money and where money's get put, and they all, it's all a business. I get it, but they do try to give back where they can to, um, in the community. So. Well, as far as that goes, yeah. all three of our healthcare systems are amazingly generous to yes. this community, it, like uh, yeah. you know, and incredibly conscientious about being in the community for these needs. And yeah. so I take my hats off to yes. all of them. Uh, for taking care of us as a community, you know. Yep, I agree, I agree. Um, So I want to jump in. Yeah. I want to get to the... What do you want to do? Stuff now. Oh, let's do the stuff. Let's do the stuff. I want to do the stuff. I wasn't sure what I was going to have today. And something was brought to my attention. I said, okay, you know what? Let me try to do your stuff. stuff. You, you sure? St- yeah. You I'm to, abs- yeah. No, 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 my, mine's a little, a little smaller because I know nah. there's other, you know. Yeah, right. yeah. So there was a rumor brought to my attention. And so, folks, I we've had conversations on the show one, um, uh, early on that you had concerns about live local and SB 102, right? And then obviously we had a very much more in-depth conversation with Carmen Rosamund from Because he's way smarter than me. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely smarter than me he when it comes to this brain. stuff. I bring the brain. I bring the passion. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like, uh, but he's next. He's, but I will tell you, can level. I tell you, man, that I, there were some things. So when you read the bill in its entirety, you look at it and you kind of go, okay, what is the application for this? Some things you kind of go, okay, maybe, but you're not 100% sure until you're in the thick of it, right? Because I'm not a city commissioner and I'm not a city manager. And I don't may not always fully understand the full implications of that. And so obviously Carmen broke it down with the potential implications. I want everybody to understand something, that when he's talking, or you hear anybody talking about the potential, right, of the ramifications of SB 102, I understand it seems, it may seem extreme, but the point we're trying to get across is, can they build? Will somebody build a three thousand unit, but you know, potentially a unit on on the on city of Deltona or the, the golf course in Deltona? Probably not. But the point he's trying to make is that thing is opened up for potentially sixteen hundred apartments, which is mm-hmm. a lot already. Well, I don't know what people don't realize sixteen hundred apartments is a lot. And I'm not saying I don't want inventory for individuals. It's just, but at the same time, 
I think that there has to be a little bit of give and take and that city should have some sort of say in their makeup because you do have cities who are trying to grow mm -hmm. and probably could use aspects of it, but they also want to be able to control where that density is at sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So, uh, but I, uh, so he educated me a little bit and I did have a few little conversations behind the scenes a little bit in Tallahassee about it. And some folks are, are poking around a little bit, trying to figure it out. As a matter of fact, after the show today, I'm going to run out to an event in Lake County and I'll be having a discussion with someone who liked the bill in general because of certain, and he's someone who owns a lot of property in, in the Lake County. And, uh, he'll, you know, he's like, I, I, there were aspects of the bill I liked in general when I first, when it first brought to our attention, right? However, I think he's also recognizing, and this was something, another comment somebody else made to me is that the bill probably could have been more of a, should have been more of a scalpel than a, what many feel is a hammer. And so. Why um, was it, do you think though? I, you know, listen, I think what happens is there's a lot of business folks who communicate and challenges that they're running into in different municipalities. The municipal governments, obviously, that means you all and, and others, right, city commissioners and others, will mm -hmm. will argue, listen, we're, we make it a little difficult because we have concerns about how we're going to grow in our city. There are some municipalities that go above and beyond. And the challenge always is I can't just pick out one city and say, hey, you guys got some crazy ordinances over there and we're going to, um, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, pass something just against you guys. And it doesn't work that way. It has to be statewide in nature. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, there are a lot of folks who, you know, in Tallahassee, elected officials who are have prior business backgrounds and they've run a challenge with cities as well. And so that stays with them. And I talked to another individual, a former elected uh, local government individual um, who's up in Tallahassee right now. And I said, look, I get some of the arguments that some are making. He says, but the challenge is we got there's got to be a balance, man. There has to be a balance. Um, so, you know, I, Here, I here's the thing that all the talk about affordable housing, no one can still afford affordable housing. That well, is, that's, I mean, the, that's the baloney that's going around with the, you know what I mean? With the advent of this bill. Um, and you know, the companion, I'm, I'm going to call it the companion bill, SB 250. Oh, okay. Well, uh, okay, yeah, that, which, which I know you want to get into. Oh, I, so, and I know I digress a little time, but, but so something was brought to my attention today that I'll bring up. Um, and they were, and there's rumor mill going around talking about, there are a number of cities that have exemptions <laughs> in the bill. And I was just like, no, no. The only exemption that I'm aware of going to the bill um, is one for the Florida Keys because it's an area of critical concern. Everybody knows the Florida Keys and everybody knows that there are already challenges with the, with the Florida Keys and some of the, naturally speaking, the challenges they run into, right? Mm -hmm. And as a, just a, as a city, so to speak, kind of, you know, or an island a group um, that belongs to the state of Florida and with their cities over there. Um, that's the only one that had some form of an exemption, right? And so the idea is if there is an area that the state identifies is critical in nature, you can't develop there or yeah, you just can't, you can't use live local in that, in that aspect. And there may be some areas definitely, especially when it comes to water bodies, that, right. that's definitely in the bill. Yeah. But this, I don't know what was, I don't know where it's, what kind of prompted this conversation on, well, these cities might, you know, these cities have some sort of an exemption. And then when you ask, if you ask anybody, you know, who's touting that, well, where's that in the bill? They can't point to it. So I said, okay, well, let me, I said, I never read anything like that. And I got in brief to talk to you about that. And, and, and I, I know you read. went through the bill and yeah. you're like, wait a minute. But then I would have think, you know, I would have thought that Carmen would have brought that up and nobody's brought it up. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? Let me double check something. Yeah. So I made a phone call. Mm -hmm to a lobbyist mm -hmm. who represents a number of cities mm -hmm. in, um, in, uh, what he said. in Florida. And I said, Hey, listen, I know how much you love, you know, SP 102, or at least the client, your clients. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, Hey, did you, do you remember anything being in there about these exemptions for a certain amount of city? He goes, absolutely not. He says, man, I'm, I'd like to try and find some exemptions for some of my yeah. clients, but I can't. And so, yeah. because they have all the same concerns and gripes, a lot of other folks are, are waking up little by little and, uh, you know, and so anyway, so I don't know where that rumor started, but I can tell you right now, as far as I know, unless it's somebody belonging. can prove me wrong, uh, there is no exemption for cities. Mm -hmm. um, whatever's going to happen applies across the board. Once again, unless it pertains to an area of critical need identified by the state. And, and one of those specifically was mentioned was the Florida Keys. And what is like critical with <laughs> with Deltona? I, I what don't would know. be? What would be? Well, and that was what would I, be a critical area concern? Because here's yeah. the thing that like I, they haven't even situated us on the B map plan. Well, like, so that so I thought about it for a minute. Uh, for, so I thought about it for a minute. Yeah. So to that point, I thought yeah. about okay. So maybe the implications B map. 
But but, I, but my God, you know how many how many cities and, and throughout the state you know fall within typical typical you know certain B maps, and I'm yeah, just kind of going that don't make any sense to me. And yeah. so I look, it, it's not I, I, what I listen. Here's what I will tell you, I folks, I'm not here. I'm not here. And there are people who know me and call me all the time by the scenes and ask for help for something, right? right. Somebody just called me today and said, hey, can you help me out with this issue? And I said, yeah, let me make a couple phone calls and see what I can do. My goal is always to be as honest as I can about the things that mm -hmm. are happening in Tallahassee. And people, once again, you decide, I'll give it to you. But when I hear rumors going around, then my job, I feel, is kind of to dispel that because then it goes, and then it, that's what creates the confusion. And I want to stick to the facts of what we have that's in front right. of us. Some people may like SB 102. There's a lot of cities waking up and saying they don't like a, a lot of SB 102. There's aspects of SB 102 that were nice because there was a lot of money pumped into ship funds and other things. Those are good parts of the bill, but there's a lot where cities have concerns about losing that level of control. Right. Um, and then that, and then also spurs a potential rapid, uh, uh, the advancement of development at a pace that I don't know if we'll be able to keep up with. So you here's know? my thing. This is my thing. Yeah. We, there's, we're, the cities are hammered, mm. pretty much what they can do. And, you know, what my solution is, is just to litigate. Let it fall yeah. to litigation. If there is a contentious project that comes along, a commission can vote unilaterally and say no. And then take me to court. And, mm. and I, it's not, this is not a cavalier response at mm. all. Right. I'm, I'm not just saying, oh, just take me to court, just sue me. Because I, that's going to come back in the echo chamber because... Of some people, mm. you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? It's going to come up in the echo chamber. Oh, Commissioner McCool said just sue. She doesn't care. That's not true. Yeah. I would do anything within my power as a commissioner to protect the overall comprehensive plan and future land use mm -hmm. of this city. Because one of the concerns is, overall, is, you know, we as a as a commission not too long ago we put the kibosh on uh development yeah. right but they want to rezone mm -hmm. and they came in and asked us for a rezone and my question was well, what are you doing with the property mm -hmm. right did you want to get it rezoned to this well, i don't know then no you are not getting yeah. because what's happened is and it's happened now it's going to come up mark my words what i'm telling you okay developers are coming into cities mm -hmm. They're tying up in a nice, neat bow. We want to do this project. They spell it out. Yeah. They have traffic studies. Yeah. yeah. They have the okay from the school board. The 15 year ago traffic study. Here, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah, the 15 year ago. Here, here. Listen, wait, what else do we have, Eric? What else do we have? Well, we have police and fire levels of service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> Here we go. But we don't. And don't so burn that dollar. Don't burn that $20 bill. Listen, so here's what they're doing. Yeah. They're coming in. They're wrapping up in a nice little package. We have this development. Mm. But what happens is they will often go back and say, oh, we need to make a minor amendment. Mm. Wink, wink. Yeah. So the stuff doesn't come back to the commission. And then lo and behold, you have some shiggity that's yeah. passed through. Mm -hmm. And then when this starts getting billed, then you have residents coming down on you because, oh, my God, you voted for that. No, I didn't. That's not what I voted for. And <laughs> and and we have them coming back now. And this is going to come up. You're going to see it come up. Coming back now that they we've approved stuff, but then they want to come back and do something a little more profitable because what they had gotten it zoned for wasn't profitable. We found, I, Do you know how many reports, staff reports I read that said, we found that the market wasn't favorable. It's not my fucking problems yeah. wait where's my money yeah. that's not my problem you know why because development is speculative and you come out on the winning end of the stick most of the time and it's not my job to make sure that you're profitable while screwing my city i remember i remember during the great recession um you know i will tell you the market was uh, not conducive for uh, for my dad's business at the same time too but guess what had to suck it up. And I actually yeah. ended up leaving because I just saw my dad, you know, just pumping a lot of his own private money to keep things afloat. And fortunately for them, they did well. My brother's still there. But mm -hmm. the point is, you know, conditions weren't conducive either. I'm just kind of wondering where was the, uh, where was the help and my dad and yeah. other small businesses needed that help. No, but we're going to bail developers out yeah. by doing SB 102 because, you know, building for them is profitable because they're going to come in, they're going to use the cheapest materials that they can possibly use. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they just, I'm not going to have that, not in my town. Yeah. And I'll tell you too that the other thing the other side of that is that you know 
I know there's a lot of people who make, uh, you know, who get paid to help, you know, kind of help these developers get through the system a little bit. Uh, you know, these, you know, a lot of consultants and land use consultants and so forth. And I'll tell you that I don't know, like to be quite honest with you, if I'm a developer, I, listen, I don't, you know, I'm outside of maybe some technical issues, but I have my own engineers to answer back to the city staff on why would you need anybody to go ahead and, and, you know, and, and help you with that. Be And that's the challenge because, these are people who are legitimate. Some people legitimately are trying to, you know, navigate the system. It is what it is. But now with, I, I will tell you that from SB 102 side, if I'm a developer, I don't want to hire somebody. I go, why would I hire somebody as a consultant for like, yeah. Hey, look, yeah. you know, okay. we don't need to. Yeah. yeah Here's the thing I too. I want you to all to pay attention also from SB 250 mm. and 250. Okay. Has, has come in and this is what, 250 says it's pretty much as kneecapping cities again prohibits counties and municipalities located in areas designated in the fema disaster declaration for hurricane ian or nicole from increasing building fees before october 1st 2024 this preemption expires on june 30th 2025 and what that does basically we're not the ones the cities aren't the one trying to capitalize on the developers developers mm -hmm. always capitalize on the cities yeah. you know what i mean um prohibits counties and municipalities 100 miles of landfall from proposing or adopting a moratorium on construction mm. fuck you mm. fuck you you can't tell me how to follow my future land use map and my comp plan yeah. right um the bill provides that public utilities are not liable for damages based in whole or part and changes in the reliability continuity quality of utility service we're going to protect the we're going to protect the utilities too because you know why they got lots of money for politicians no. so we're going to do that uh increase the extension of certain building permits from six to 24 months yeah. that means a developer can be coming in build a shit project and not do anything for two years they can abandon a site for two years and it doesn't really matter um provide that the tolling and extension of permits and other authorization under declared state of emergency apply retroactively to september mm. 28 2022 and it just you know placing zoning and funding placing a temporary structure on their property for up to 36 months i don't have a problem with that yeah you know what i mean i'd like to see it at 24 but we know how insurance companies are right um Prohibits counties and municipalities within the disaster area declaration for Hurricane or Nicole from uh, Ian or Nicole from adopting a more restrictive procedures for proposing amendments to its comp plan or land development regulations, or for issuing a development permit or development before October 1, 2024. It it just you know what I mean? It's the 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 stuff in here still you can write good protective policy for constituents without limiting your local municipal. So government. on that side and so listen, I look, everybody knows I'm not like your anti development individual by no means. Um that said what I'll tell you is some of these things that happen ha do have far-reaching implications. And what I'll tell you to that, one of the last points you made there is, um, you know, I think what's happening is as we get these storms, right, um, forget about your, like, I know we had one like two years ago that was like an anomaly, like a 500-year storm and stuff, but your average like 100-year storms and the plans that they, people build the plans around, right? Right. Um, what I'll tell you is that when these storms come through, what ha there's a tendency to, where the storms expose certain areas and certain things, and cities then go, some cities want to go, oh, wait a minute, didn't realize that was going to flood like that, or that was, something was going to happen mm -hmm. there, right? So then they want to go back and say, wait a minute, is there, is, how do we protect that area? So if we do have development, we do it in a way that is, you know, protects the new development. Because what happens is, look, I'll be very honest with you. <laughs> Nobody thought back in 2004 to see the Barry, Glen Abbey, wasn't gonna get flooded the way they did. And it got mm -hmm. built out, right? Mm -hmm. And boy, did it expose a major weakness and flaw in just like, oh, let them build however they want. And now all those homeowners had to suffer yep. with all this flooding because of just the way that it was just, and that's a prior commission, it is what it is. My point is these storms have a way of uh, exposing these little weaknesses, these areas. And so even happened in Deltona where people were like, wait a minute, there was flooding here. Hey, yeah. developers, slow down a little bit because now what's going to happen is when you guys are gone, five years from now, those storm comes through, those residents are coming to us to complain about, oh, my home, I didn't know because I guarantee the realtor is not telling them that there's issues there. I get it. They want to make money. So they may, and you know, they're not going to read through all the, the minutiae of all the details of what transpired five years ago. They're trying to sell the home. It's available. It's on the market. I get it. Mm -hmm. But to that point, 
I think city commissions are trying to wrap themselves or trying to wrap around a little bit like, oh, you know, we need to be careful where we're going to build because that storm, that area got flooded very well. So now the potential implication for that is if you're skirting that or creating an exemption, it allows them to status quo without the city saying, wait a minute, no, slow down. That area has major flooding. So either come back to us with a, with a plan that addresses the, the flooding that was there, we know was there, and right. the future residents that as you build out are going to complain to us about, address it, or we need to put a whole kibosh on that whole thing and come back to us, and then you, we're going to force you to come back to us. Well, that does is skirts that and says you can't. And that's... Yeah. My problem always is build away and leave the city to take care of the infrastructure that your your yeah. lack of uh, prop share or whatever is covering because nobody ever covers the prop share. You know why? Because the prop share is just well as was, as was told to me earlier, right? We can build a whole a whole car apartment complex in a particular area, mm -hmm. and don't worry about any of the uh, yeah the infrastructure that's needed to help out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, we're gonna we're gonna set up shop. We're gonna build, and mm -hmm. we're gone. Out. And then the city's reliable is going to be held accountable for all that because residents are going to go, wait a minute, we don't have anything. We'd have nothing. Or, oh, my God, there's too much traffic over here. Oh, my God, a kid just got hit yesterday. And I know, folks, what I'm saying seems extreme. But I'm, I say, I pointed out just to let you know what the potential is for all that that's happening. And I see a lot of these local bills that come up all the time or these bills that when it comes to local governments. And by all means, I want everybody to know this first and foremost. And Dana and I have had arguments about this before. I am the first one to tell you, yeah, in some instances, you know, uh, yeah, screw the local government a little bit because some cities come up with some wacky ideas and I'm just going, and then before it catches on fire, everybody else and everybody thinks it's a great idea, stop them in their tracks. Mm -hmm. But I also want to add to the other end of that. What I worry about in all these bills that we that we pa propose and or potentially pass in the, the day when it comes to local governments and stripping, I'm going to ask a serious question and it's for everybody to decide. What's the point of even having a local government then? Mm -hmm. At down at the end of the day, right? You know, we all like our cities and we all want to make sure that we control, uh, residents get involved to try to have, you know, some sort of growth plan and put in place. The commissions so to have these discussions on how they want to do their growth plan and so forth and so on. And I know some of it's crazy and I got no problem and I understand. But at the end of the day, some of these bills that get passed to con that look like it's just strip, 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 strip. Then I go, well, what's the point of having cities? Yeah, exactly. Might as well just have counties. But then at some point, Tom, they'll, somebody will strip the counties. You think it's hard? Listen, <laughs> you think it's hard to get anything done with a city? Yeah. And a lot of people I've seen on social media, let's just go back to the county. Let's just turn the city off and go back to the county. Listen, Linda, listen. You think you have a problem right now getting anything done mm -hmm. with your city commission? Let's roll this over to the county and well, let's I'll tell really you, see how the county is going to handle your each and every To eight. that point, to that point, one of the main reasons why, and I know Pat's been on the show before and she's had concerns about the fact that we turned into a city maybe we should have, but, and, and Pat knows this, um, Pat knows that one of the reasons why we decided to incorporate back in, I think it was 1995, 97, whatever it was, right, was because we felt that as the city was, or at the time the town was growing, the unincorporated area of Daltona was growing, that the board at the time was going to the county asking, hey, we need this, or we need firefighter service over here. And the county was taking forever. And the response, and they were just going, wait a minute. And so something else always became more important. Yep. So like everything else, why do cities incorporate? Because they feel they're not, they're not getting the response from their county. Mm -hmm. So they said, no, we want a little more control to help determine that. And hence, you, and the, one of the main reasons why a city becomes a city is because they want to have exert a certain level of control that they feel like, hey, yeah, I know the taxpayer, you know, the resident's going to pay extra taxes to help fund the city, but now we get to kind of control our and level of service. You know what I find funny? I will tell you this right now. The residents, I'm sorry, Dana, the residents in Stone Island, tell them if, you know, I know they don't want to be part of City Deltona, but ask them how many times they come to City Deltona because they're, they feel they, they get unheard from yep. the county. Yep. Right? Nobody, ever, nobody even thinks about them, but they're all county out there. And I always go back, wait, well, hey, you guys are county. You don't want to what, be. I mean, I mean, if you don't want to be city, that's fine. I, I, I understand some of your arguments why you don't want to be part of city Deltona, but understand that's your fight. That's not a city Deltona fight. And then, yep. but you know what we still try to do sometimes as a good neighbor, we do what we can to try to help them out whenever they ask, right? And especially when they're pleading or something happens, and I go, okay, that's fine. But I'm not here to help Stone Island. I mean, there are neighbors and it's a beautiful little area, but I'm not here to help them. That's a county issue. Mm -hmm. And that, so anyways, that's my point. That's one of the reasons why folks incorporate a lot of times because they feel they're, being not, they're not being heard by the county. Well, here's the thing. And it's still, again, it's still a valid argument yeah. because um, 
you get you're gonna get lost in the show again you think that you don't get anything now yeah go back because and i think that the loudest is that uh here's the thing i don't want to be involved in government don't want government in my life da 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 singularly you're not going to get the services you're just you're not you're not going to get the services you want your freedom but without paying the cost yeah there's a cost associated being a part of a larger picture yeah you know and i I get it i get it and you know the same with um hoas hoas want to be independent they live within a city for which the whole city the whole of the city i think that the distinguishing factors get lost Mm -hmm. You live in a whole city. It requires city municipal services for the whole city. We can't just carve you out. You've carved yourself out because you wanted certain rights and you wanted certain restrictions that like the city of Deltona wouldn't do. You want these rights to how to govern your area the way that you want to. But then what happens is then we have something like we had natural disaster. Mm. We're here to help the whole city, including the HOA. But there are some things that you have to take care of because you decided you don't want the city Mm. telling you what to do. I, I, I get those calls all the time and I tell them, I said, folks, you, you are you are you are under a private contractual agreement. Yep. One of the few things I think, and I mentioned this on the show before, we're probably one of the only states that has. I think it's uh, I think it's number four, or I don't remember the number all the time in our in Florida state constitution that talks specifically about private contracts. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, the legislature is very very hesitant to get involved in that stuff because it's in our state constitution and an HOA is a private agreement between exactly. the homeowners who decide they want to be in there and the actual HOA association which was you know which was put up originally by the developer cuz folks said hey we want to control our own area and what i will tell you is look HOAs are not for everyone. I don't live in an HOA because I don't want to deal with some of the restrictions they have in HOAs. Some people love it, and I don't blame them. Look, I get it. But when you live in an HOA, you can't complain oh. after the fact, like, oh, we don't get anything. No, you guys, you are like a city within a city. Yep. Understand the city has no obligation to you all at all whatsoever and so you know beyond that i mean even like you know so beyond public safety emergencies right like you know firefighters and 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 in the, and the law enforcement and so forth that's about it but beyond that like if somebody if you have in your hoa you know covenant that there is no fencing going to happen a certain way this that and the other don't go to the city asking for help because the season oh, we can't do that's can't that's do that. that's, yeah, your, that's that's your thing that's the hoa's business yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have no control um so for folks out there living hoas don't understand that that now you know. Now you know. It is a private agreement between you and the HOA, and there's not a lot your city can do. Hey, did you notice this too? Because I, yeah. I brought this up, like, and I look was that looked like I had three heads. Mm-hmm. You know, Halifax, Normandy, or Halifax Crossings, right? Yeah. Howland, Normandy, Graves. Yeah. yeah that yeah, area. Yeah. Why aren't there like pedestrian walkovers? There should be one. There's not. None of the four corners. If you go that whole four corners, there's no way for a pedestrian to walk across. I think what I think should happen is I think the I think the city along with the, the county with the county and also any private folks because Howland is a, is a county road. Frank DeMars didn't think and so. The, and the private folks. Well, no, I listen. I get it, but it, it, when you're investing when you're investing in the city, what I mean, whether you're buying out the land or this setting to create your own developments, and this is not just this is not just to the, um, mm-hmm. to the Demarches. This is anybody. You know, if the city has an issue and there's concerns there, I think it's incumbent upon everybody to get their heads together and figure out what's the best way to ensure that, because why? Only one reason why I'm going to tell you this right now. If it wasn't for this one reason, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't care as much, you know, but the high school. Mm-hmm. Daltona High School is right there. And, and the traffic is across, building it's, up. It's horrible. And you have kids who are over there, and we all know they're 16, 17, brand new drivers. Mm-hmm. And that area is getting flooded and flooded more and more with traffic. Contrary to what a, for, a commissioner said a while back about, oh, we probably have less because everybody's working from home. No, we do not. <laughs> there is more traffic today <laughs> than some study that was done 10 years ago. And there is more traffic today than there is even with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And everybody's trying to say, oh, more people working from home because of the pandemic. No, but there's also more growth that's happening in that time frame too, believe it or not, folks. Yep. Growth didn't stop just because of the pandemic. It may slow the process a little bit, a smidge, but it didn't stop anything. And more and more people are driving today. And so 
I would argue that that portion of Daltona and folks, once again, you go back to your own cities and look at where your schools are at, look, whatever, and figure out a way to get your local government along with the private folks who are there, the, the, those who are investing dollars in those communities, right, by either building commercial and or whatever, and talk to them and say, look, hey, we, we don't mind you guys building, but this is what we want. And, and this is also what we want, too, because you got you got to invest in some sort of path we're that, full. Ma- that makes it easy or easier for our children to get around eric we're full yeah. delton is full we don't want any more people i'm saying that i can't say wait well, i say you, i i know no but di- i know i know you but but i will say this though didn't you say at one point in time that there was a study done once before that said that we need two new fire stations potentially here that we're not Deltona's getting. capacity was supposed to be seventy thousand dollars seventy thousand people yeah, seventy yeah. but we're, we're almost close to a hundred thousand yeah i know but that, yeah we have enough teachers we have enough fire services we yeah. have enough of all of this according to whoever signs off on the sheets but whatever yeah i could go on and on about this for days i want to i want yeah. to take this up this comes this post is social media post and this is something that i feel very passionate about also and i want to read this this is from um, our sheriff, Mike Chitwood, mm-hmm. and this is regarding the verdict on Jason Rayner, which I'm still incensed about, which this jury, I don't even know what this jury Wasn't was Wasn't he the one, refresh my memory again, I do know Jason Rayner, the officer that was shot by Othell Wallace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm going to read this right here uh, to everyone, uh, his post, in case you're not on social media or you don't follow him or whatever. So I want to read this. The jury's verdict was a travesty and nothing can bring Jason Rayner back to his family. If you don't know what he's talking about, they gave him a manslaughter as opposed to murder, which I think is a bunch of fucking bullshit is what I'm going to say. So jury, you fucking failed. Our officers can go out and risk their life to bring these people in. But the shit that you did, give me a fucking break here. And you know, I'm as liberal, socially liberal as they come. And this is a fucking travesty. It is. It is. So I owe here. I owe money to the pot. (laughs) And nothing can bring Jason Rayner back to his family. But today, Judge Zambrano's sentencing of Othell Wallace to the maximum penalty allowed by law provides some solace. So here's the thing. Allowed by law on a manslaughter charge. That's the the key. Because it it depends on the level of charge. And it was bullshit. So anyways, I want to thank Judge Zambrano for reading letters from so many, including me, who were outraged by this cold-blooded murder of a police officer, regardless of what the jury wants to call it. Again, manslaughter. Fuck. Fuck you. Y'all did a shitty job. I'm just going to say that. My heart continues to go out to the Rainer family, Chief Young, and the Daytona Beach Police Department, and I think State Attorney Florida's Seventh Circuit, R.J. Larissa and his team for standing up and fighting this battle on ha- behalf of all law enforcement. And then the um, sheriff wrote um, a letter today. Um, also, well, no, he wrote this back uh, in September, but it went to the judge, and the letter went to the judge and it read, uh, Dear Judge Zambrano, I am writing you today on behalf of the hundreds of hardworking law enforcement officers across Volusia County who recently saw the murder of one of their peers defended in court and reduced to manslaughter by a jury. Thursday, September 16th, verdict clearing Othell Wallace of cold-blooded murder of Daytona Beach Police Officer Jason Rayner has shaken our community's faith in our justice system. And he is not bullshitting about that because cold-blooded murder, you shoot somebody, an officer, in the fucking head, that's cold-blooded murder. Was it ever stated, did anybody, whether it be the former anybody, did they ever come out and explain why they, why the lesser charge? No. Uh, no, they yeah, didn't. Yeah. While no verdict would re- return the young officer Rayner to his still grieving family and friends and colleagues, a murder conviction could have brought them some sense of justice and delivered a message that an attack on law enforcement is an attack on all of us in civil society. And you know what? Thank you for saying that, Sheriff, because that is a dadgum truth right there. Yeah. Instead, the message received from the city or the Clay County jury is that our police officers and deputies are expendable and their death justified even if it feels threatened by the presence of a law enforcement officer. As we made clear at trial and has been reported extensively in the news media, Othell Wallace was the only individual in the case who pointed or presented a threat. Wallace made his plans to clear this vow on social media just two weeks prior to killing Officer Rayner. One day I will take great pride and honor in getting me some pig blood on my hands and... Let's stop right there for one second. Okay. So I would argue that was already, he was already signaling premeditated murder. Yep. Okay. Technically that should already be, that should qualify for the death penalty. Yep. Now 
some people know how I feel a little bit about the death penalty as my views have changed slightly over the years. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that a lifelong sentence sometimes is even worse than death penalty because sometimes you're giving them some folks. He's not getting sp- a life sentence. He got 30. Yeah. He's gotten getting 30 years. It's yeah. a max for so manslaughter. He'll be, so he'll be out when he's 10. like 50, 60 years old, 10. whatever. Yeah, he'll maybe 10. Because they right. didn't say not qualified for parole. Yeah. And taking the life of a police officer. The defendant and his defense team went to great lengths to portray an alternative reality to the jury. Unfortunately, they were successful in rehabilitating Othell Wallace's image and disguising his true nature, an extremist who openly announced his plans to kill a police officer. As you approach sentencing and consider the facts and circumstances of this case, I hereby request that you ensure Othell Wallace is held accountable under the maximum penalty allowed by law. We ask our police officers to leave their homes and their families to patrol our streets and provide a safe community for all. I believe the least we can do is return the favor to stand up to them when they come under attack. While the message from the jury cannot be unsent, you have the opportunity to send a new message that Jason Rayner's life mattered and the killing of a police officer will not be diminished under the law. So I'm not one to always question our juries because that's that's one of the cornerstones of yeah. our legal system in the United States. Yeah. So it's as imperfect as it may be at times, still one of the best in the world. However, I don't know what it takes to get a jury to go to a lesser charge on what appears to be something that would appear to be premeditated. Uh, at this point in time, because he did the killing, I'm not here for his family. Don't mm-hmm. give a shit about what his fa- And I know I just did it, but I don't care about what his family uh, thinks of your family member, son, cousin, whatever, did this heinous act. And that individual should pay the max. And I'm not just talking about 30 years and he gets out when he's 50. Mm-hmm. If you really wanted some sort, of, some sort of justice, lock him up until the day he dies. Simple yeah, as that. Because that, that guy, and put, and put him in confinement as far as I'm yep. concerned. That's what we're talking. When we talk about criminal justice reform, we're not talking about, and for many of us in Tallahassee, we're not talking about guys like him. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the first time offenders, somebody who made a stupid mistake and then say, look, is there another avenue so we can get this individual back to being a productive member of society? Individuals like him get locked up for a long, long time till the day they die. And if you don't want to wait that long, then at a bare minimum, something maybe, and I know there's certain instances where the death penalty is, is used. In most cases, it is usually because of some sort of premeditated murder. Yep. I think it's allowable. Um, the fact that this jury decided to knock down that charge, to me, just seems incomprehensible. And to your point, shame on you, jury. I don't even know what was going through your mind um, at that moment in time. And, and then what does it say? And what I'll tell you is, folks, I know law enforcement is not perfect. Okay, but I want everybody to understand something. Whatever you hear in the media about law enforcement and sometimes the abuses, less than 1% total of all law enforcement in this country, you have bad apples. And anything we do, you're always going to have mm-hmm. bad apples. And then we leave it to, the, to local law enforcement or the state agency that's oversee the, um, uh, to see uh, what crime was committed by law enforcement individual. And I think they should be punishable because they, they, do, uh, they do have a certain um, level of power. Right. Um, there's no there's no denying that officers and law enforcement general, general deputies, they have a certain level, a level of power within the community. And with that comes get responsibility. So if you're a law enforcement individual and you are being corrupt and you use the manipulating the law to your own advantage, shame on you and you should be prosecuted. But my concern is for the vast 99 percent that are trying to do their jobs on a daily basis. Stuff like this, if you don't think it permeates through society, especially the, the underbelly, to go after law enforcement, just look at what they were doing in New York City when they were shooting. There, there were several killings that happened in New York City against police officers and or people being emboldened to just completely flatly deny and disrespect law enforcement officials. And it was happening in a number of different cities and local and local areas just within like Florida and or or. Um, uh, in other states as well, don't tell me it doesn't happen because when they see stuff like this, now they get emboldened. And then you know what's going to happen after, after a while? Law enforcement's going to go, law enforcement's going to go, you know what? Not dealing with it. Yeah. And then everybody's going to go, oh my God, why want you to protect me? For what? Yeah. So that way you can escort me in front of the public and then and make me feel like crap for doing my job? And that's what that's what pisses me off. And I think Chitwood is right, and everybody else who got behind this thing. And I guess you know, thank thank you to the judge who you know tried to apply the max. But remember, it's the max under that charge. Yeah. Listen, so. I, you know what? And then we can go back to the point that you know there is parenting. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Go back to parenting. Let me. Do you know what I did this morning? What? Do you know what I did this morning? Yeah. 
I went and sat my butt at a bus stop at a park. <laughs> I had a parent call me that their child was being bullied. Yeah. Okay. And I was sent video of these kids behaving middle school, mm-hmm. not high school, middle school, messing up a park, bending, bending fence, the aluminum fence post, mm-hmm. like not the post, but you know, the, the fence itself. The fence itself, right? yeah. Bending it because they did not want to walk 250 feet more to go through the gate. Mm. Okay. So this morning. So not only bullying, but also destruction of property. Listen, <laughs> no this respect. morning yeah. I sat down and I waited for them to come. Yeah. And then comes these kids and I see them trying to go through the bars again. And I'm sitting there and I scream at them, go through that gate. Don't you dare go through that. Yeah. Right. Second one comes through, comes walking down, coming to the bus stop. Same thing. Go through the gate. Don't you dare go through that fence, right? They come and sit down at the picnic tables. I go take my butt and sit down at the picnic tables, right? Mm. I had my, I was identified. Yep. Commission t-shirt on. Yeah. Cards in my hand. These kids are cussing like sailors. Now, you know I can throw a good cuss, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But I told them, watch your mouth. Yeah. You better watch your mouth right now because they're kids yeah right and the one was like they knew who i was i because i gave him my card mm-hmm. i said you got a problem with me sitting down here give my give this card to your parents and i'll explain why i'm sitting down here yeah the one little sassy mouth she stood up and she said well i'm gonna call the cops and i'm like here do you want to talk to the captain i got him right here do you want to call you want to talk to the captain because <laughs> i got a deputy sitting by to come down here so you want to talk to the captain i'll call him right now captain powers you want to yeah. talk to him uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, and I said, I'm your new babysitter. Mm-hmm. I'm be sitting here every morning. The yeah. bus driver came up because I heard the bus driver had problems too. I came up and I told the bus driver, here's my card. Because the one chick goes up and said, there's this crazy dyke bitch sitting over there at our tables. Mm. This is what this middle schooler said. You know yeah. what I mean? So Monday she'll get an education on cancer and what yeah. cancer does and why people have dykey short haircuts. <laughs> and she's going to have to listen to that. And if she doesn't oh, like it, she uh, can yeah, bring her yeah. parents up and parents can listen too. Because when yeah. you got your kid, when you got your kid, yeah. not afraid of adult. And this kid told the adult whose child was getting bullied, I don't care. I've already caught a charge before. So, listen, if you ain't going to mama your parents, I'm going to go down there and auntie your your kids. And you know well, this. I love kids. My kid, yeah. my grandkid, or my world. Yeah. But I'm not having that. I'm not. I hate. You know this. Bullying triggers me in any format. Yeah. It triggers me. I, I'll tell you. And so, one, to that point, one of the challenges we're seeing permeating into the school system for quite some time already is the lack of parenting where parents feel that dumping their kids off in school mm-hmm. is like, Hey, you know, Hey, you got them for the next six hours or her for the next six hours. Yep. And folks, that's not the way it's supposed to be. And I hate the parents who cover for their kids when their kids do wrong. Yep. Your kid is just as guilty. Yep. Why are you yelling at people instead of trying to come to a solution and recognizing the fact that your kid is a problem? Let me tell you something. One of my boys, I love him to death, that boy. But I also know too, that he, if he was acting up a little tiny bit, I always need to question him. Because I already kind of knew he's probably going to try and cover himself a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. Oh, dad, you know, this, that, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? Yeah, the teacher did this, the teacher did that, and blah, blah, and blah, blah. Oh, mind you, obviously, his mom's in education, right? Or was in education at the time. But anyway, so just kind of, oh, really? Okay. So I said, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to call the teacher because I want to know what's going on. We're, we're going to solve this because I want to know what's going on for it. And if the teacher did something that you felt was wrong, I'm going to be the first one to defend you. But let's call the teacher. Well, wait a minute. Hang on a second. I just want you to know. And then the story starts to change slightly a little tiny bit. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that's not happening enough with parents. They're just taking their kid's word. They run down to the school. And don't you ever and don't ever and did blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go, well, wait a minute, man. I'm just sitting there. What about the fact that your kid was in the middle of that crap that you probably need to take your kid home. I'm not advocating for anything, but figure out how to discipline them. Maybe not necessarily the way I got disciplined, but maybe close to it mm-hmm. <laughs> and show them because I understand that we can't control our kids when they're out there. But I will tell you this though, you parent them well enough. Odds are they're not going to do yep. half the stuff you hear about that's going on out yeah. there. Listen, I'm going to tell you something again. I'm your babysitter yeah. for the next foreseeable future until you understand what it's like conducting yourself as a young adult and, and not 
picking on other kids. Yeah. You Which know what I mean? And I, and I met the kid that that was happening to. This kid was so sweet. I can understand after meeting the mm. parties, I can absolutely understand the parent's concern. Yeah. And, and, you know, my thing is to, and, and I feel horrible for the parent that's single parenting right now that doesn't understand what their kid's doing. Yeah, There are some that do give no Fs, yeah. right? There are some that give lots of Fs but are not aware of the situation going on. Mm. Those are the parents that I want to work with. If, you, if you're that parent that rolls in hot because you're not listening, like, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm going to have a problem with that. Yeah. But that parent that comes in that is this poor parent, I'm just telling you, after listening to her and then after meeting and then after seeing how those kids acted, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a no brainer. I'll be here. Well, and, I, and, I, and so this is to a larger point, And I know you're probably not going to want to and you may disagree with me on some level on this. Right. But I'll tell you this. One of the reasons beyond many, but one of the reasons why you have these parents who are pulling their kids out of certain out of schools and going into different areas. Not to say that bullying is indicative of just public school because it's everywhere. But mm -hmm. my point is the reason why is because they're going, wait a minute. Here's my problem. I'm doing my part as a parent. Mm -hmm. to do the best I can to raise my kid. But somebody else is letting their kid act like an animal in school. I don't want my kid being a part of that. Right. So if you guys can't control it or you're telling me you can't do anything, to, you know, you can't do anything to control it, then why have my kid there in that environment? Why not put him in, a, in, a, in another environment where I know we, I'm with a, a, um, other like-minded parents who actually want to discipline their kids instead of the dumping ground that unfortunately, unfortunately, I say this unfortunately, I really do and I really mean this, that pub, many public schools have become. And so I just look, folks, parents, <laughs> especially the younger parents, but you, you got to do a better job, man. This Listen, is this is bullshitty stuff that get control of your kids because those are our future criminals down the road that we are once again have to pay for and, and, and society have to pay for one more time mm -hmm. because you chose not to do the right thing. Yep. Which is discipline the damn kid. Exactly. I feel this. I feel switch the same way. I feel, I feel in Spanish. The chancleta, the slipper. The, oh, did I do that? The belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, My mother used to take the chancleta and used to, you know, every once in a blue moon when she Will got you mad. Say that again for Shane's story and look how you turned out. Okay. Yeah. Shane can never tell you any time that I ever disciplined him mm. except like when you talk about discipline. Oh yeah. She threw the shoe like, but, Dude. but it's the only thing I ever did. This Listen. child, I never, well, maybe I beat him one time. <laughs> But Sometimes we needed it. I'm just saying. I know I needed it. A but few I times. never. This kid. God bless my mother and my father. But I probably needed it a few times. When he was younger, I yeah. pout that butt. Like yeah. yeah. But like when he got older. You yeah. Know, no. No. Like, then it gets yeah. a lot of yelling. But by that time, there's also a certain level of discipline and fear and still like exactly. I don't want to mess around too much anymore. Exactly. So you, got, you it, gotta it, get him when they're young. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? They, they're the uh, my grandchild's the same way with his dad. His yeah. dad does not spare the rod. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Good. and the thing about it is. He didn't have to because we instilled it when they were younger. If you yeah. do it when they're younger, yeah. these formidable years. If Listen, if you make your children afraid of you at a younger yeah. age, it'll go through. And I say that with much love. You know what? Because I can still do this to Shane and he still goes listen, like this. I will tell you but this. But we, we love one another and he is doing well in society. Yeah. It's just, you know, I mean. You got to. You got to get I'm in there and get perfect. your hands dirty. I'm not perfect. Yeah. But I will tell you this is that I made sure, and specifically even my wife, right, always made sure the discipline was there. Um, and to this day, look, and I'll be honest with you, my kids to this day, they're genuinely good kids. One of them's a mm -hmm. teacher. My other one is um, working out there, and he's trying to he's trying to figure out what his next move is going to be. And I, you know, and so he's doing okay. But for the most part, he's kind of settled down. He's doing okay. And then there's my daughter, and my daughter wants to go do something. I think in physical therapy, she's going she's going to Daytona State right now, and she wants to transition over. I think to God, what are you going to do when she moves? I'm going to be lost with a puppy because that's, you are, my, that's, that's my, your baby. That's my baby. Yeah, yeah no, she yeah. is. So, but if you start them when they're young, they're good kids, man. And I just, and I kind of go, and I don't really worry that about them anymore too much because yeah. I know that they're going to, they're always going to try and do the right thing for the most part, you know? Right. So I just, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I know, yeah. man, we're, geez, yeah, we're I know. out of time already. I know. Anyways. Listen, yeah. I have more serious stuff to get into, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm still sitting on it. Okay. I, I'm going to not. I'm not going to go full yeah. force. I will say this. Mm. I will say this. <laughs> uh, 
I do have something else, but I'm going to wait probably till the another episode to talk about another city I'm going to call out. I'm going to I'll leave everybody on that hanger right there. I'll, I'll hang them on that one. Oh, what's what are you going to say? Uh, I, I anyways, just I'll said that, that because another that, city that, somewhere. Else I just said there. that because this person is like a waste of of space of air, yeah. taking up my valuable air, mm-hmm. taking up air that should be reserved for people with an actual. Sometimes you just got to compartmentalize that. But I'm done. You're done. I'm not. You're in, you're you know in that part of my brain where I throw just throw junk into you know yeah, yeah. that's where you're at buddy <laughs> yeah exactly anyways uh, all right all right listen uh, oh my god what a good day it is, is and I gotta short? get I gotta get I know I gotta you gotta get, get, get do your thing um, listen come back with us next week yep right yes we're gonna have. Who are we having on next week? Next week, as of right now, uh, not, no, it's the week after. No, next week. What do we? Ha- I don't know. It was the week after. It was the tenth, I think, is what we. You're high. No, no. Look at your calendar. I'm telling you. Okay. All right. But maybe we'll make that special call to two, certain two individuals if they see if they can come on the show. Okay, that'll week. be great. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Listen, guys, just remember this. Follow us on all social medias, and remember this: if it's important to you, it's important to us. Peace out. All right. Bye bye. This has been The Smoking Truth with Dana McCool and Eric Raimundo. Listen for new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. This has been a Mike and Mike production.